0: And I say this is a secret to success because I don't care what anybody is going for. If they are doing something new, something they haven't done before, something out of their comfort zone, they are bound to have negative beliefs show up as warning signs. And if they don't look at the negative beliefs and clear the negative beliefs, again, what I call counterintentions, those counterintentions will slow them, if not outright stop them.
1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of the stars of the iconic movie, The Secret. He is the author of over 80 books, including the best-selling The Attractor Factor. He is the author of the brand new book, Money Loves Speed, which I've just ordered in hard copy for myself. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Joe Vitale. Welcome to the show, Joe.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Been looking forward to this. It's an honor and a privilege. Thanks for inviting me.
1: My friend, the privilege is all mine. Thank you so much for for gracing our humble show with your presence. So, Joe, I've been a big fan of yours and a big fan of your work for about 15 years or so, ever since The Secret came out. Actually, that's 14 years. And, um, you know, the world knows who you are, but not every listener on this show maybe knows your entire backstory. And let me tell you a little bit about our listener, because the listener is why we do what we do. The listener to me is a hero. They're an entrepreneur. And to me, the entrepreneurs who've got the courage to go out there and make their dreams come true are society's greatest heroes. And I take my responsibility to bring great guests to them very seriously because I want to inspire them. I want to help them bring out that best version of themselves. And for them to be able to do that... They're going to need to be able to really relate to you so they can truly absorb your advice. And the best way for them to do that is to fall in love with you. And they fall in love with you when they get to know you and your backstory. So tell us
0: your backstory. How did you get to be the great Joe Vitale? Oh, good Lord. How much time do you have? <laughs> as much as you want. I'm, well, somebody said I should write a autobiography and call it From Zero to Hero. And I doubt that I'll title. do that. But I, I, I do get the idea. All right. Well, I was homeless in Dallas, Texas in the late 1970s. I was in poverty for a good 10 years when I lived in Houston. My overnight success, uh, if you define overnight as 30-some years, took a good three decades. And through it all, I was persistent. Through it all, I was following a dream. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to Write plays or or novels or something that would make a difference and put a spring in people's steps and a smile on their face, but boy, that did not come easily and it did not come overnight. But I persisted, and my first book was probably 1984. My next book after that took 10 years to come around, so around 1995. I started to pick up steam around 1995 because the internet was coming around, and I was one of the pioneers. I didn't know what I was doing any more than anybody else, but I clumsily made a name for myself as an internet marketer, as a copywriter, and in Houston as a speaker. And so that began to grow a little bit of fame for me and started to get me a little bit of money. Certainly not fortune, but enough to pay the bills and feel like I was going in the right direction. Throughout it all, I was following my spiritual side, but I did it in secret. I was in the closet as a metaphysician. But I wrote a little book called Spiritual Marketing around 1998. And that was my blend of spirituality and marketing. And I only wrote it as a pamphlet for my sister because she was struggling, she was on welfare, and I thought I had learned a few things about prosperity and getting out of the ditch of life. And so I wrote it for her. And as it helped her, I started making little copies and I would give it to other people. And one of the people I gave it to was Bob Proctor. Mm. Bob Proctor, of course, is in The Secret of Two. He's a living legend. I, he's been deeply influential in my life. He had invited me to come to an event in Denver. I went to that event. And uh, he embarrassed me by saying uh, there was a famous author in the room, internet marketer. His name is Joe Vitale. And he's written a little book called Spiritual Marketing, and I think you all should have it. Well, I wasn't prepared for that. But there was a publisher in the room who, who said they would publish the book Sight Unseen. The book was published. New York Times picked it up. It was an early print-on-demand book, so it was a talk of the town. Another publisher in New York wanted to reprint it, but they wanted to retitle it, and it became titled The Attractor Factor, which is one of the titles you mentioned in the introduction. That book has become the single most powerful self-help book out of my 80-some books that I have written. And it was that book that got me invited to be in a obscure little independent film called the secret and the secret of course not only changed the lives of hundreds of thousands not millions of people but it also changed my life I may have been known as an internet marketer but after the secret came out I was a self-help spiritual teacher and book deals and speaking engagements rolled in, and I really haven't looked back. I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I'm still progressing, and I'm still sharing what I discover in new books like The Awakening Course and The Awakened Millionaire and The Art and Science of Results and the one you mentioned, Money Loves Speed. Basically, I'm a guy who's doing what he loves and has been doing what he loves ever since homeless time, only now I've unlocked the secrets of how to make money from it and to use that money to continue the pursuit of my dream. And my dream, in short, is just to inspire people to go for and achieve their dreams. And there you have the TurboCharts condensed Cliff Notes version of Joe Vitale's life.
1: Joe Vitale has a heck of a fascinating life. And I'll tell you, (laughs) I really, really love everything that you just shared. I'd like to unpack some of it with you. Um, So you've written 80 plus books. How does someone write 80 books since... The late 90s, I'm
0: assuming, right? Yeah, our first book was 1985. So how does somebody write 80 books? Well, there's a secret in there, and that secret is a secret of productivity. I talk about it at length in one of my new books, The Art and Science of Results. In short... I say that we have intentions and that's what most of your audience will be familiar with and I love intentions and intentions are your goals, your outcomes, your statements of intent. And intentions motivate you, start the motor of your of your soul and ignite you to go forward. However, most people don't know about counter intentions. And counter intentions are the limiting beliefs, negative beliefs the data in our subconscious and unconscious mind that veto the intentions. So when somebody says, I'm going to write a book, well, that's a great intention. I'm going to write a book. Good for you. But if they think inside themselves, I don't know if I'm the right one, or I don't know if I have the time, the experience, the education. It hasn't been done before. And, you know, what happens if I fail? What happens if I succeed? All kind of beliefs surface what I call counter counterintentions. Well, when it comes to book writing, I have no counterintentions. All of me is in alignment with I got an idea for a book. I'm going to sit down and write the book. Here's the next book. There's no interference. There's no self-sabotage. There's no delay. There's no procrastination because I removed all of that interference decades ago. And I say this is a secret to success because I don't care what anybody is going for. If they are doing something new, something they haven't done before, something out of their comfort zone, they are bound to have negative beliefs show up as warning signs. And if they don't look at the negative beliefs and clear the negative beliefs, again, what I call counterintentions, those counterintentions will slow them, if not outright stop them. And so, a secret to success. Is learn to identify and clear the counter intentions in the way of you having, being, or doing what your intention is. That's brilliant.
1: You know, I'll tell you something about myself. Ever since I was a little boy, I've wanted to be an international best selling writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually written several books, I've published four of them. Uh, three of them I wrote on my own, one I co wrote, and I'm in the process of. Co-writing another one and I have an, an idea for several others. They've all been self-published books so far. And mm-hmm. one thing I want to do is I want to get a, a publisher to pay me to write a book. So that's one of my intentions. And I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, do I have any counter intentions there? And I think I do. I think I've had some counterintentions like, well, nobody does that anymore. Nobody pays advances for books anymore. You're better off mm. self-publishing. All kinds of stuff like that. Ch- chattering noise in my head from the chattering mm. monkeys. And, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I'm listening to you going, yeah, that, all I got to do is clear that crap out. And as soon as I clear that out, it'll probably just automatically happen.
0: Right. Well, I would agree with that because – and I like what you said, automagically. Is that the word? Did you coin a word there, automagically? That's,
1: I, I I actually borrowed that from Raymond Aaron as well.
0: Well, that's a great word, automagically. I don't think I've heard that before, but I like that. It's good. Uh, I Yeah, I do agree that uh, clearing those limiting beliefs will enable you to go forward at an accelerated pace. I'm also a musician. I decided I wanted to be a musician six years ago when I turned 60, so I'm 66 and a half at this point. But I had no experience. I had no skills. I played a little harmonica. I owned a guitar. I knew three chords. Didn't know how to sing. Never sang in the shower, behind the wheel of the car, karaoke, anything. But I stated an intention that I wanted to be a recording musician. I wanted to go in the studio. I wanted to sing, play lead, and record my own songs, and I wanted to do it with a band. So I stated that as a wholesome intention that excited me, but the very first thing that happened were all the fears. Who am I to do this at my age? No experience. No musical background. No obvious talent. No support. Nobody encouraging me. No blah 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 blah. And of course, when you look at the statistics, there's three thousand new albums every single week, and I'd be coming out of nowhere as a senior citizen with an album saying, "Hey, buy mine too." Well. All of these self doubts, all of the, the counter intentions arose in my mind. Now, at a previous time of my life, and for most people, when those counter intentions show up, you just stop. You don't go forward. You just go, yep, uh, that the monkey mind is right. I don't have any talent, <laughs> and this <it laughs> isn't worth pursuing. So save myself the embarrassment. But I knew enough about clearing intentions that I thought clearing counter intentions that I thought let me use my own bag of tricks on myself, and I did. And so in the last six years, remember, no musical experience, decided to be a musician at age 60. Not only did I gather a band, perform on stage, write songs that were mentioned in Rolling Stone magazine and nominated for the Posse Award, which is the Grammys of Positive Music, but I have recorded 15 albums. Wow. 15- in the last six years, six of them singer-songwriter albums. And I even studied with Melissa Etheridge, and I dedicated the last album, The Great Something, to her and wrote a song for her on that album. And the last time I saw her, she acknowledged that it was great, which (laughs) there's not words to describe how that lifted my spirit and my soul to have an icon who I admire and been a fan of and studied with to acknowledge what I had done. My point being, when you have an intention and those counter intentions bubble up, there is a choice there. And one is you can give up. You can just say, oh, I'm not going to do that one. And it's okay, it's, it's free will, it's your choice. But the other choice is to decide to clear it. And there's a lot of different ways to clear it. Like I mentioned, my one book, The Art and Science of Results, has nine different ways to clear. When you clear it, and this is what I'm really getting to when you clear your internal blocks, you accelerate your results. You speed down the road to them because there are no Roadblocks. There's no sludge on the the road. There's nothing to slow you down or stop you. This is why, when I have an idea for a book, the book's done pretty quickly because there isn't anything slowing me up. Usually I'm waiting for other people or I'm waiting for a publisher I'm waiting for the machinery of printing to get done. But my part, I've got it done. The same thing with music 15 albums in six and a half years. My drummer is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He has been doing this for 20 years. He has the same name as me, and he's Joe Walsh's drummer and a bunch of other people's drummers. He and the professionals he work with do not have 15 albums. They still have things that slow them down from creation. So all of this is to speak to what you had just said, that yes, when you look at those limiting beliefs, you'll not only not let them stop you anymore, but you will leap over them and you will accelerate your way to finding a publisher or a publisher finding you, and you'll be able to go through and complete that intention. But for me, it's all a matter of getting clear of those counter intentions. So what was the name of the book again that has these techniques in it? The Art and Science of Results. The Art and Science of Results. Okay. It's brand new. I'm holding a copy now. I mean, it's it's literally weeks old at this point in time. The Art and Science of Results. Okay, I'm going to have to order a copy of that as well. And
1: that sounds like a fantastic book. And that sounds like a book that every single one of my listeners should get a copy of and use right away. And, and I'll tell you, I think that why that's so important right now is we're living in a time of a pandemic, right? Yes. And the the biggest challenge about this time of the pandemic, the era of the coronavirus is the amount of misinformation and fear that's out there. Oh. I I was listening to your interview on London Real with Brian Rose. And I, I become a huge fan of Brian Rose because of the courageous way in which he stood up for free speech. I yeah. think it's, 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 uh, you know, I gotta be honest when I, when I first saw him, I listened to some of his interviews, but I thought, this guy's a banker, man. He's a corporate guy. He's going to be a corporate weenie. There's no way, like, he's right. not my kind of guy. Like, like, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm being straight with you. Right. Cause I was in right. the corporate world and I left that world for very good reasons. Then, then. You know, he does this interview with David Icke, and I'm not necessarily the world's biggest David Icke fan, right? And I don't necessarily agree with everything that guy says, but YouTube shut him down. And most people who've been shut down go groveling to the powers that be and say, no, I'm sorry, please reinstate me. He didn't do that. He stood up for free speech like a mensch, and, you know, he he reached down. Uh, deep inside his soul and, and he he found a cause and I got to tell you that turned my impression of that man around by 180 degrees. I'm not oh, one of his biggest fans. I talk about him to all of the people that you know follow me and I say this guy is worth following. this guy has got something to say this guy's got courage And when when you were on his show, You know, you started talking about the the whole coronavirus situation and how so many people are coming from fear. And Brian said, hey, Joe, what do you say to the people who are being affected by the negativity in the news media? And you said- Turn off the news. There you go.
0: Go on a news diet, right? Isn't Wasn't that the exact phrase that you used on that show? I did. I said, well, my first bit of advice is to turn off the news. You don't need it at all. It's programming you for fear, lack, limitation. You will not be healthy or happy. But for those who still needed to know what they think is going on in the world, I said, go on a news diet. And get five minutes worth of the top headlines and then go about your day if you want to do that. I don't even want to do that. But I was trying to give some sort of win-win to the people that are out there who insisted that, oh, I don't want to put my head in the sand. All right, take your head out of the sand for five minutes, get the news, and then go back into your bunker. So, yes, that's what I was saying there. And I thought that was so powerful and on
1: point. You brought some inspiration to me on that day when I listened to your take on this pandemic situation.
0: And I'd love it if you would share that with my listener. Well, I have been taking a stand for a different view of things. I've been telling people there's two viruses out there. There's certainly the coronavirus that everybody knows about and is shaking in their boots about. and I am not dismissing it at all. If we're told to wash our hands and do social distancing and anything else. I say pay heed to that and uh, take care of your health and take care of the health of your family and friends. So I honor that. But there's a second virus, and the second virus is worse than the first one. The second virus is a virus of the mind, hmm. and that virus of the mind is fear. And the crazy irony is when we fall into fear, we actually lower our immune system, which makes it easy for that first virus to come and visit us. So I tell people to focus more on faith, not fear. I tell them more to focus on the positive, not the negative. I am a voice to say there is good happening. There are good things, there are good people, there are good opportunities. Jason Mraz has a new song right now called Look for the Good. And I so am jealous that I didn't write that song, (laughs) but I did write a song called Look for the Light a few years ago. And it's the same concept, look for the good, look for the light, and this is going to move us in a direction of inner strength. And that inner strength is going to protect us on a couple of different levels, mentally and, of course, physically. So that first virus doesn't really have much of a chance to come make home with you. But I'm also telling people that, look, I look at life as a metaphysical game here. It's... It's, it's a different way of looking at things. I actually feel there is a conspiracy, but I call it the divine conspiracy. It's not a negative conspiracy. It's actually a God-given, if not God-like conspiracy. This is a divine conspiracy. And what I'm saying is when we're told to go inside, most of us take that as go inside your house, go inside your room, stay in there. But I look at it as go inside means go inside yourself it's a spiritual directive. This worldwide pandemic and the worldwide encouragement to go inside is actually an enforced meditation retreat. We're to go into our room, go inside ourselves, meditate, contemplate, create, reconnect, reset, and anything else that we can do from the inside out. We've all been sent to our room, so to speak. And I think who sent us to our room is what I'm calling the divine. Some people might call that God. Somebody else will call it source. Somebody else, nature, Gaia. I don't know. There's all kind of names for this higher power and greater force. But I'm attributing good to it. It is a conspiracy for good. This is an opportunity for all of us. All the people who ever said, boy, if I had the time, I would do fill in the blank. Well, you got the time. And all the people who said, I wanted to learn to play an instrument or learn a language, here's your chance. I also say, look, go over to YouTube, type in how to, and then fill in the blank with whatever you wanted to do. How to play the saxophone. How to bake carrot cake cookies. How to, I don't know, anything. And there it is. Some wonderful person has made some videos. They're all there for you for free, and you have the time to absorb them. I also say, if you ever wanted to create something, here's your chance to do it. I've been rereading some of the great books like Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Brilliant book. Yes, a masterpiece of a book. And there's another book called Yes to Life that is a collection of his lectures that he gave out in the 40s, 11 months after he came out of a concentration camp. And in both of these books, he's really saying that we create our own meaning. And one of the ways we can do it is by creating something. And that creating something could be a book. It could be an online business. It could be any number of things that will come to your listener's mind and not mine at this moment. And this is our opportunity to do it. We give ourselves meaning, we give our lives meaning, and we can be creating a contribution for the rest of the planet by whatever we do right now. So there is a lot of good happening here. We're also finding out who the new heroes are. And I think the new heroes for me are the Amazon delivery drivers yeah. and the, and the food-to-go drivers and the U.S. mail in, in the case of the United States and probably the mail delivery in the other countries. None of these people have stopped. The deliveries keep coming. The food keeps coming. The mail keeps coming, and I'm astonished. The rest of us are all told stay inside. If you go outside, wear a mask, put on gloves, don't touch anything or anybody, and don't sneeze or be sneezed on. And here we have these del- these drivers who are out there going right into the thick of it to be sure that we're fed and we're happy and we're got the resources we need. So all of this is to say to me, yeah, there's a conspiracy, but it's a divine conspiracy, and this is one of the greatest opportunities. I'll say one more thing. I was interviewed on another show the other day, and somebody said the unemployment statistic in the United States alone, I don't i do not remember the number, but it was in the multi-millions, 10, 12 million people unemployed. And in my mind, it was like, well, we're gonna have 10, 12 million entrepreneurs very soon. Yes. Because here's an opportunity for people who would like to work at home. Well, you're at home and you can learn how to do it with all the free material that's out there. So I can go on with that. But there's, there's a lot of positive. Jason Moran says, look for the good and so do I.
1: You know, while you were speaking, I went on to iTunes and I looked up a couple of your albums um, and I'm going to buy them. Um, uh, oh, thank you. So, oh, oh, you're welcome. But I mean, it, it's so, listener, go go grab. I think the one I see here is "One More Day," the healing song. The sun will rise. Oh. Yeah. The great something reflection. Yeah. I see the other Joe uh, Vitali there as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the right. guy with the long the, with the long shaggy rock and roll hair. <laughs> All right,
0: That's
1: my drummer. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Vitaly and Vitaly, the great new duo. I, that, that, that's got to be a thing, man. That's awesome. I well, love
0: it. it. It gets even thicker than that because his son is a guitarist and his name is Joe Vitaly. Oh and one day, my, my father is gone now, but one day they all came to my house and met my dad, who was Joe Vitaly. Oh. So you had like four or five Joe Vitalis in the room. All at once. And uh, I guess there's a song or a joke or something there. What do you do with five Joe Vitali's? The energy vortex of that must have been something unbelievable,
1: <laughs> you know? Another <laughs> wonderful moment in my life, yes. I'll bet it was. That sounds fantastic. So, so yeah. So, um, which of your albums uh, is that uh, look for the light, on?
0: I think on The Great Something, Which was the last one, the one I dedicated to Melissa Etheridge. I believe it's on that one. I don't have it in front of me. You
1: know what? Um, Yep, it's on that one. All right. All right.
0: All right, brother. It's interesting because I did – I'm buying it now on the spot while we speak. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of the speakers at Raymond Aron's event the other day. As you know, his World Prosperity Summit – and he sent me a note yesterday saying, thank you for being on it. And he also said he played my song at the end of the event, Look for the Light. Oh, that's and so was, nice. Um, yes, I was so touched. I was It was such a nice, unexpected thing. In fact, I had to replay it twice. I wasn't sure I heard him say that. But, <laughs> but he's a wonderful person, and, and he did that for me,
1: yeah. and for everybody.
0: Raymond is Raymond is an
1: amazing human being. Yeah. Um, I've known him since uh, 2005, uh, and he he did this crazy thing called the Polar Race. Back in, I think, 2007. Yes, I saw the video years ago. Yeah, I was his, I used to be a top fitness coach. I was his fitness coach. I prepared him for that. And when he came to me and he said he wanted to do that, and hey. he he wanted me to coach him. I took one look at him first and I'm like, is he crazy? And then I'm like, no, 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 he can do it. I said, all right, Raymond, we got to do X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. We trained for a solid two years to get him ready. And he he started really? off. Yeah, he started off being unable to do a single proper push-up. And by a proper push-up, I mean not on your knees, like, you know, on your hands, you go all the way down and all the way up, you know, chest to the ground and straighten your arms. He couldn't do one at the time when he started. And by the time Polar Race rolled around, he did 67 in a row. 67. Wow. And you think um, about that, he was... He was in his, you know, uh, mid sixties at the time. He was, uh, it was, it was quite the incredible accomplishment, and he was practicing what you talked about in terms of getting rid of his counterintentions, and that's part of what I did with him is I helped him get rid of his counterintentions around the arena of fitness, and it was just a wonderful experience. It was, you know, a seminal moment in his life, and it was a fun moment in my life as well. So I was really, really grateful. But Joe, come well, one in- of
0: the reasons I agreed to do this. It's because of what you had done for him. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's Now that touches my heart. You're yeah. Gonna, yeah, oh my God, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So coming back to what you were talking about is that there's a conspiracy for good out there. You know, I, mm-hmm. I believe that's true. I believe that if you look at this time in our history on the planet, we – We were moving at a million miles a minute as a species, right? People were just working, 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 run, run, run. From here to the busy was the new badge of honor. Had you noticed that, Joe? I'm so busy, (laughs) came out of everybody's mouth, and it was like, look at, how, look at how much self-validation I get for myself out of being busy. And they would say that to other people almost to get validation. And yet now that's all gone. People are being uh, brought into a situation where they're spending more time with their loved ones, with members of their family. And they have all this time to make a difference for their own lives with the things that matter to them. And you know, at one level, I'm a student of history. I read a lot of books. You know, last year I read 124 books. You know, I'm one of those All guys. Right. Yeah, I know, right? It's pretty crazy. Good stuff. So, one of my heroes in history is Winston Churchill, and I, 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 yeah. I studied his leadership during World War II. And I love some of the speeches he gave. And there was one speech he made to the British people, and where he said, "I have nothing to offer you, but blood, toil, tears, and sweat." and and i thought about oh. that and i said wow well that's what we're you know that's what the current situation is calling for us to do to to step up and he also said in another speech that if the British Empire and its Commonwealth were to last a thousand years, men would still say this was their finest hour. And he meant the the, the British people fighting the Battle of Britain and the British airmen basically fighting the, the German airmen in the Battle of Britain. And they, they had to shoot down the Germans at a rate of four to one, i.e. the Brits would have to shoot four German planes down for every plane the German shot down to win that battle. And they did it. And that was what was incredible. And I thought to myself— You know, if 10,000 years from now, people in the Free West would look back at this time, at the great coronavirus pandemic, they would be able to say, this was that generation's finest hour. And it can be that way if you step out of yourself and you don't just focus on you know, what's bothering you. And you you look to make a difference for your fellow man and your fellow woman. And what I love about you, Joe, is that's who you've been your entire life, your entire career. And you're stepping up to do these interviews and appear on these events, these virtual summits, basically to give of your love, of your heart. You are a true heart leader, because you're not just a thought leader, but you're a thought leader who leads from his heart. So I just wanted to tell you that. I honor that.
0: I salute that. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I'm almost speechless. Well, well, thank you. I'm just doing what I'm called to do and what I think and hope will make a difference. But I, I appreciate the acknowledgement. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You're
1: very welcome. So, so Joe, if my listener is listening to the show and they're being moved by what you're saying – they still may be like, okay, Joe, this all sounds great, but I haven't had a, a sale for two months, <laughs> right? Because most of them are entrepreneurs. Or I have had some sales, but they're a lot smaller than they used to be. What would you say to them? How would you help them get rid
0: of that intention, if you will? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is I would state a new intention. I would dust off whatever the old intentions were and state a new one. And the new one might be more open-ended. One of the things I learned about prosperity, I don't know, four decades ago, somewhere in there, is that it could come to you in other ways than what you are trained to expect or what you naturally expect. When I was first learning about prosperity and coming out of homelessness and coming out of poverty, but still having the intention and the dream of being an author, I really expected money to come to me from one road. And that was from my writing. And what I kept learning is that prosperity is this giant pie, and it could come from a lot of different roads. So there's a lot of different inlays, uh, some of which were already created. But I had to open my mind to the possibility that the sales, the income, the revenue stream could, could come from other ways than what I was insisting that it would come It took me a while to get over that. I started to realize that, well, writing is just one way of communicating. Speaking is another way, and it's still pretty darn related. And then turning the writing into audios, turning the audios into videos, turning all of it into courses, began to stretch my mind to go, well, there's certainly a lot of different ways to make money. At this point in my life, I make money in so many different ways. It's hard to explain and staggers even me, because I've opened my mind to go. Hey, however it wants to come, I'm available for it to come. The doors and the windows are all open, and I. So I'm saying that as uh, for a couple of reasons, and uh, obviously I'm thinking out loud as I'm talking to you. To you, one is to state this new intention. Like I still want income, but the income the income doesn't necessarily have to come from the sales or similar sales as it's done before. Maybe there's a new revenue stream that is waiting to be hatched. Maybe you are being led to a new way of thinking, a new way of being, a new way of doing. Maybe you are being encouraged to create something, a new product or service, that will be the new revenue stream or an additional one. I'm also thinking Arnold Patton is, uh, I think he's still alive, very elderly fellow who wrote a book decades ago called you can have it all and he had this great phrase he said you don't create abundance you create limitations and I really chewed on that and I thought wow abundance then is the natural state of life if I'm not experiencing abundance it's because of me which goes back to the counter intentions we were talking about. It's because of my unconscious, subconscious beliefs, the limitations, the data, my story, my background, whatever you want to call it. All of that has created limitations. When I remove the limitations, abundance is naturally there. In another way of looking at it, it's like we're wearing goggles that are filters. And the goggles that are filters are not allowing us to see prosperity. They're tinted. And all we see is the negative, the limitation, the scarcity. And everywhere we turn, left, right, up, down, because we're wearing those goggles, that's all we see. But we take the goggles off. And suddenly there is the clarity of abundance that was there all along. So that long answer is in the realm of meditate on this because there's probably something new being surfaced in anybody struggling with sales right now. There's probably something
1: new being surfaced in anybody that's struggling with sales right now. That is such a great way to look at it. I love it. So if someone today isn't clear on that, what they need to do is they need to actually be open that, first of all, there's a divine power that's got a conspiracy for good going on for you right now, and that all you need to do is become aware that it's out there and be open to clues from God, the universe or whatever you call that divine power, to come to
0: you, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. In fact, I always tell people to look for the signs. There are signs being given to us in every moment. They're just like traffic signs. you get got green, yellow, and red. The green signs are when the doors and windows of life keep opening up, and you just feel like, well, just keep going forward. i got green lights here. The yellow lights are when something... stops you a little bit. It looks like it's not working. It looks like you're being on pause. There's a detour. There's something happening. That's a yellow flag on the field. We need to pay attention to the yellow flag on the field because that means maybe we need to turn left or turn right or go up or go down. We need to do something different because if we keep going forward, that's going to turn into the next light, which is a red flag. A red flag or a stop sign will literally stop you. It will stop your progress because it's trying to get your attention. Well, whether all of these signs are coming from the divine or from your unconscious mind, I don't really know. But I take them as benevolent and I take them as educational. So I look for the signs to say, keep going. So let me give you a, a story about how I did this recently. Please, I'm looking for the signs every day. And in fact, you just contacted me yesterday, as I believe, right? Wasn't That's it yesterday, right. You me? yesterday you contacted Yesterday morning. You contacted me yesterday. All right. Well, I took it as a sign. You wrote me this nice note. You said who you were and how you helped Raymond. Well, I love Raymond. I knew the polar story. I had seen his DVD years ago where he had showed it to the, the TLC, Transformative Leadership Council, I was always impressed. So I got the whole message, checked inside myself, and it was a big yes. And then you came back and said, well, how about the interview tomorrow? It is completely unheard of for me to do an interview the very next day. Under normal circumstances, it's weeks to months out that I would schedule something. But I looked down, and I was like, well i'm in i'm confined to quarters too just like everybody else and i have more and more time because all my speaking engagements are canceled the travel canceled blah 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 so the easy answer was yes it was all green all green and then you and i get on the call and here we go i didn't know what you would ask taking this on the fly and running with it it's all green green flags mean go All right, so let me give you the story. A few months ago, before it was officially a pandemic and we just heard whispers of things going on in Italy and China and things like that, I was putting on a high end private mastermind retreat. I got a resort in San Antonio. I put up the website, made videos. Facebook ads, Instagram, everything. Started promoting it, charging thousands of dollars for people to fly in to spend three days with me for what I was calling a Miracles Mastermind weekend. And lots of people paid. They sent their money. They booked their flights. They were coming from Portugal. They were coming from other other countries besides that. And uh, everything's lined up for me to do this. But then the virus becomes more pronounced. People get a little shaky. People started canceling, and I couldn't sell the program. And the person that was coming from Portugal decided they didn't want to fly, and the other people decided they didn't want to come. And it looked like, well, what am I going to do here? Do I just cancel this? So I'm looking for a sign, and I decided, you know, i want to turn this into something good. I wrote that book, The Attractor Factor, that I mentioned earlier, and in it I have the phrase, turn it into something good. Whatever's going on, turn it into something good. So doing the live event got me a yellow flag on the field. I was like, don't go forward here. It's not going to work. So turning it into something good, I said, well, I'll do the same event, but I'll do it online and I'll reduce it to one day and I'll reduce the price. So I announced I'm doing a Miracles Mastermind virtually, and it'll be just one day online in a Facebook group, and I would charge, I think I said $500, which is a dramatic discount, and people wouldn't have to fly, they wouldn't have to have the expensive room and board or the danger or threats of any viruses hitting them. And I announced it. Nobody bought. I didn't sell a single ticket. None. None. Wow. When there's zero tickets, I begin to look at the technology like, is the ordering system not working? I mean, I would sell one, surely. No, none. Well, that is definitely a yellow, if not red flag. It's like, do not proceed in this direction. And I had to look and I was getting the sense that people at that point were falling into fear. And even then, I don't think we it was officially called a pandemic, but we did have people nervous about traveling. And a lot of my clients are in Italy. In Italy, like China was being shut down. So it was looking like I can't even pull this off as a virtual event. And I asked one of my partners and strategists, I said, what do you think we should do? And they were all for just canceling it. Just nobody's going to think anything of it. Just cancel it. And I meditated on it, and what came up as a green flag for me was I have essentially built an empire on the word free. I give so many things away, even the spiritual marketing book. In the early days, I gave it away. I have a book, Attract Money Now, I give it away. I have video courses, Beginner's Guide to Miracles, I give it away. Beginner's Guide to something else, I give it away. I have built an empire on the word free, so I said, I'm going to do the same event. But I'm going to do it for free, and I'm going to take the limitation off, and I'm going to let anybody who wants to attend to attend it at no charge, no obligation. And, in fact, I won't even sell anything. There will be no upsells. There will be no calls for money. And then I announce that one-day virtual event, eight hours long, me and a couple other speakers, Lisa Winston, my new partner here, She was one of the speakers, Chuck Pennington, my business strategist, who's an expert in masterminds. He was one of the speakers, Sean Donahoe, who's also a a business strategist who talks about the billionaire brain. He was one of the speakers, but I largely carried the day. So when I announced it, one day, Facebook group, entirely free, no limitations. If Facebook can handle it, we're taking it. We're not selling anything. Here's the punchline, 30,000 people showed up. Wow. Thirty thousand people. Ten thousand of those people never left. They had breakfast, lunch, and dinner in front of their computer. They stayed the entire time. We did not sell anything, the goodwill, the karma points we got. I have a phrase, I call it karmic karmic marketing. And yes, there'll be a book called Karmic Marketing soon. And that's <laughs> my philosophy of giving now, knowing that, you know, in some way, shape or form, I'll get blessed later but I don't worry about it. So 30,000 people came. Had I done my live event in San Antonio at the resort, I would have affected maybe 50 people and made some money. But by completely changing it, by following the flags, turn it into something good, I ended up doing an event that touched 30,000 people when 30,000 people needed touched. Now, one more punchline to the story. Because a lot of people go, well, that was really nice, but where was the money? How did you actually profit from this? And for that day, I did not profit. Everybody waived their fees, including me. A few days afterwards, we announced a small class that we would do online for, I think it was $1,000. And about 300 people signed up and bought it. Wow. Wow which meant a phenomenal amount of money was made after the fact, but we didn't focus on that. We focused on how can I turn this into something good? What are the yellow and red flags trying to direct me to do? And as I followed those breadcrumbs and adapted and pivoted, I ended up doing something that it made a difference globally. I mean, that was like a historic moment. And I'm very proud of the fact that I got to touch so many lives and so grateful to my fellow speakers. And yet at the same time, a few days later, we still cashed in.
1: I love it. That's a beautiful thing. It truly is. Yes, this is a time where where a lot of people need to be given to. So kudos to you for doing that. And, and, and yet business at the end of the day, is about one thing, and that's solving problems for people, right? We are in business to help people solve problems that they cannot solve on their own. And you found a way to give, and yet you found a way to offer to solve a problem for people. And, you know, you had 300 of them say, yeah, I want to buy your solution. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful right. thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about something that I've been thinking about. Joe, do you mind if I just share this with you for a moment? Not at all. So I'm a podcaster. I've been podcasting, um, you know, and i run programs of my own and I do some coaching and I write books and all that good stuff. Uh, and one of the things I've been doing is I've, I've been doing my podcast since um, 2016, so almost four years of I've done over 200 episodes that have been released and a whole bunch more that are in the can.
0: And I've been, yeah,
1: thank you. it's been fun. and I've had the privilege of interviewing some of the most iconic thought leaders in the world, folks like yourself, folks like Jack Canfield, Dr. Ken Blanchard, Marie Forleo, Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank, the list goes on and on. And one of the things that I'm very grateful for is that I've gotten to learn from all of these incredible thought leaders, but I've also gotten to bring their knowledge to my audience, to the people that follow me. And I've been thinking during this time that people need to learn how to work from home, how to work remotely, how to work in ways that don't put them in any sort of health risk. And -hmm. I've been thinking one thing that a lot of people can do that are not doing is create a podcast. There's a lot of book writing programs for branding purposes out there. I'm sure you're familiar with some of them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know of too many folks that teach podcasting. There's one or two or three, but it's not at the same level. And I've been thinking to myself, I want to show people how to put a podcast together. I've, you know, I made a lot of mistakes and it it took me a long time to figure it out. But I think I can teach people how to avoid those mistakes pretty darn quickly. And I was thinking to myself, well, how do I charge for it? How do I put it out there? And listening to you, I thought, you know what? I'm going to just put out a... A a free podcast summit out there to people (laughs) and I'm going to just invite everybody who's ever wanted to do a podcast to come on it right? and I might see if I can get a couple of my fellow podcasters on and then you know what after all that's over I'll just put it out there hey I've got a podcast course if you guys are interested and you need help in doing it you don't think you can do it on your own here's the course here's what it costs I think that's a beautiful
0: thing so thank you Joe what do you think I love the idea. Here's a couple things that come to mind. And I will preface it by saying my marketing background, uh, I've been a disciple of some of the most outrageous marketers in history. I wrote a book on P.T. Barnum called There's a Customer Born Every Minute. And I very much turned to Barnum and his unintimidating, uninhibited way of getting attention for himself. Still use that kind of thinking today because he was not a man who said there's a sucker born every minute. He was a man who more thought there's a customer born every minute, which is the title of my book. So when I think of all of that, there's a couple things that come to mind. One is you could do how to create and sell your own podcast or how to create your own podcast or get it up and running, some sort of interesting how-to title around how to make your own podcast. And you could, at least there's a couple of different ways to do this that just come to my mind. All right, so the first way is you just announce it. You, You go ahead and get the world to pay attention to it. You're gonna do it as a Facebook Live. You're gonna record the whole thing and the whole thing is free. But along the course of you delivering that information, and certainly at the end of the information, you would offer yourself for hire as a coach or a strategist to help people discover what is their particular podcast about and how would they begin to um, profit from it or initialize it or kickstart it. So you would be a coach to get it done in a personal way. That's the very first thing. The next thing that comes to mind is still do it free. You would do how to create your own podcast and it would be a free event and you record it. All the people who come the very first time get it for free. But then you put it on a website and you sell the video audio version of that for some sort of price and you can put it on ClickBank and you still keep the upsell, which is you being hired for those who want to pay the extra money and get the personal tutoring from you because they're not going to know exactly what their podcast could be about. You're going to give them parameters and some guidelines and generalities. But when it comes to, hey, Dr. Joe, you you should have your own podcast. And I'd be thinking, well, what should it be? on that's what I'd want to hire you to help me pinpoint exactly what that is then because it is you're talking about a podcast I don't even know that I would do the video of this I would just do the audio of it keeping it in the nature of a podcast and um, that would be easier to record easier to share easier to sell that's just off the top of my head
1: That's brilliant. I love it. I love it. One of the programs I have is around showing people how to get the genius that's within them and turn that into what I, what we call their thought leadership. And, and I, was, I was mentored by this by a fellow out of Australia by the name of Matt Church. He wrote a book called The Thought Leader Practice, and he created a program in Australia called Thought Leaders Business School. And the entire premise of that program, the foundation is... What is your thought leadership about? What's your message? What is what is it that you're called upon to share with the world? So this ties into oh. that very nicely. Thank you, Joe. Wow, that was that's brilliant. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well now just act on it. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, I, I am. I am. I'm all over it. Thank you. I will. So so, Joe, you've got this brand new book, which I ordered for myself, called Money, Love, Speed. Tell us a little bit oh. about this book, because I think it's important that people pick up a copy of this. And not just pick up a single copy, Joe, but I, th- I think, listener, you need to pick up five to ten copies of this book and-, and ship it out to your friends and family,
0: because this book can change their life. Joe, please tell us a bit about it. Well, well, thank you for that. Uh, Money, Love, Speed. This is my book to take people from stress to success and then do a spiritual awakening. I subtitled it The Eight Laws of Attracting Money Fast, but that's a very small part of it. I know because I had struggled with homelessness and poverty that depending on where you're at in life, it can be pretty desperate. It may be through a pandemic, maybe everybody's money has actually stopped or on pause, and maybe they're starting to feel concerned about it. So what I did in the book is take people from that desperation, and I give them eight ways to make money almost instantly. And then after they get out of survival, I give them 35 ways to start attracting money on an ongoing basis. And most of these ways, if not all of them, are ways most people never thought of, because even I didn't know about them until I started doing the research and being a little bit more creative. And then I start moving into what I considered to be the more important topic. And that's the mindset. What's in the subconscious mind when it comes to money. And I cover the top 10 limiting beliefs around money. Because my experience has been is when you remove those beliefs, much like Arnold Patton's quote, abundance is there. We don't create abundance. We create limitations. The limitations are beliefs. Remove the the beliefs and abundance is there. And so the book is all designed to do that. And there's subjects in here about how to operate your brain. I talk about the reticular activating system, and that's a goal setting part of our biology. But most of it is around the idea of survival, which is great. We want to survive. And it's also working because we're all surviving at this point everybody listening to this podcast but you can also program it for your goals your intentions for the things you'd like to have do or be and then i also talk about kind of controversial subjects like i think the number one most powerful way to start attracting more money is to actually start giving it away I explain it by saying you give money away to wherever you have received spiritual nourishment or inspiration. And that could have been an an Uber driver or a, you know, a clerk, it could could be anybody, anywhere. But you're asking yourself, where did I get inspired? Where did I get nourished? And you give 10% of your income to that person, place, or thing. And you do this on a regular basis. But it's one of the ways to start attracting money very fast. I also talk about things like the big mistake people make. And the big mistake people make is on wanting to know the game plan to success from where they are. And what I say rather bluntly is that there is no game plan. It's the whole Steve Jobs thing. He says you cannot connect the dots looking forward. The dots don't even exist looking forward. But when you arrive, you can turn around and explain the dots. You can connect the dots looking backwards. And that's how life is. When I got in the movie The Secret, I could never, ever have predicted all of the crazy, unusual connections and dots that got me there. There was no map. There was no strategy. There was no... AAA roadmap to this destination. It gets created as you go forward. So all of that and more is in the book, Money Loves Speed. And as you pointed out, it's on Amazon. You can buy the printed copy, but I've got an incredible deal. Yes, an incredible deal. For only $2, $2, they can have the audio of the book read by me and the ebook if they want to read along or read it on a computer somewhere. So for $2, they can have the audio and the ebook. All they have to do is go to moneylovespeedbook.com. Moneylovespeedbook.com. Otherwise, go to Amazon and do some shopping. Money loves speed Book.
1: Com. Okay. We're going to make sure we put that in the show notes and and go into Amazon. So, Joe, one of these days when events are a thing again, I'm, I am I got to make sure that I come to one of your events or or invite you to come possibly speak at one of ours and, and, mm-hmm. and meet you in person. I'd love to get a, a couple of your books signed by you because I love having great books signed by their authors. And mm-hmm. um, I think that what you – have to share with the world is more needed than ever right now. The world needs heart leadership more than ever today. And the world needs people to show them how to get out of fear and go into love. And for doing that, Joe Vitali, I salute
0: you, my friend. So, oh, thank you. You're doing great work. That's why I wanted to be part of this. I love what you're doing. Godspeed to you and all of your listeners. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much. So we like to end off each one of our episodes by asking you as our guest expert to share your top three expert action steps that you recommend my listener takes on in their life or in their business. What say you?
0: (laughs) Well, it's kind of a a sad question because – There's so many things I would like to say, and yet I only get to to talk about three. So I got to boil down a lifetime of information, a treasury of wisdom and life hacks to three items. Now, that being said, I got three items. The very first one is state and intention. I'm a great believer that. Intentions move the earth, they awaken your body and mind, they align your body and mind to go in a particular direction, they give your brain a heat missile target to go for. And of course, there's an art and science to creating intentions, but I think just answering the question, What do you want? What do you want today? What's your intention for today? You can even break it down to, What's your intention for the next hour? And have many intentions, macro intentions, and major intentions. But I just think having intentions pleases your brain because it's a goal-seeking mechanism and keeps you moving forward. So that would be the first thing. What's your intention? The second one is to clear the counter intentions. And the way to know what the counter intentions are is as soon as you state an intention, you have got to hear your mind start to fire off excuses. You have to be hyper aware to those because if you're not aware and sensitive and have discernment that that monkey mind is simply giving you excuses to stall and delay, you could believe them. Instead, you want to listen to them and then start questioning them. If you can question them, you'll help dismantle them and weaken them. And of course, I have many books that help address that, including the one you had asked me about earlier, The Art and Science of Results. So the second step was clear the counterintentions. And the third step and the third step is so incredibly important and so many people don't do it. It's one of the criticisms from the movie The Secret. It's one of the criticisms I make of people who shrug and say, oh, I'm not getting the results I want. The third thing is take action, take action every day. Take action that moves you in the direction of completing your intention. I have 15 music albums. You don't get those by just sitting and talking and meditating about them. You actually have to state the intention, clear the blocks, and get in a freaking studio. I have 80 books. You don't have 80 books by just sitting and thinking, oh, I'm going to write a book one day. You actually state the intention, clear the blocks, and start typing. As an end result, you end up with that. I have so many digital courses, programs. I mentioned freebies uh, go to com for the freebies www.vitali my last name vitale lifemastery.com but take action those three things alone will accelerate people's results and their enjoyment in life yeah. These are three incredible expert action steps.
1: You know, I, I I took some detailed notes on all of them. They're very powerful, and and I'll tell you, I'm going to just publicly state a couple of intentions right now. So number one is that I'm going to write and and publish two books this year. One of them is the book that I started uh, writing, conceptually speaking, with a partner. I'm just going to get on that. And the second one is I've wanted to write a fictional book and get that published. So I'm going to get on those two. And the third is I'm going to launch my podcast course. I'm going to get it out there. So those are some intentions I'm putting out there.
0: And I'm going to spend some... Sorry, Joe, go ahead. No, just nice. I support you in those. I'm just encouraging you and applauding you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And I'm going to spend some time listening for the counterintentions because I know there's a few of them out there and I'm, I'm going to clear them out and I'm going to get the art and science of results book as well and start to use some of the techniques in there and taking action every day. That's so powerful and so important. You know, I, I, I've i got a journaling practice and a, there's a, a process that I learned, um, part of a men's uh, organization that i've been a part of called cpr it stands for context purpose results so oh. basically on a daily on a daily basis i set um, a context and the context is, is almost like an intention. So the context I have is I'm, I'm going to be like an athlete, right? Like a warrior going to battle up and hard. My, my purpose is to, to make a difference for myself. And my objective every day is to take at least five steps, whether they're big steps, little steps, five steps so one of my five today was to have this interview with you the second uh of the five right now is that i'm going to go out and create a uh an event uh bright listing for the podcast free program i'm going to do that right away and i'm going to make some calls to some people so joe you've really inspired me to take this on a powerful way and and, and i really
0: appreciate it thank you so much Oh, I love it. That means that I'm fulfilling my mission, too, because I want to inspire people to go for their dreams and to hear that you're going for your dreams makes me fulfill my own. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: All right. So, listener, you've been listening to this episode, and you know that our guest today is one of the icons in the personal development industry, a true thought leader and heart leader in the world. And you're thinking to yourself, Nikki, wow, that's amazing. Joe's given me some great stuff. How can I be the best version of myself the way Joe has shown that he's the best version of himself? And that's a fantastic question. And here's my answer. I've put together a masterclass on my website, ecircleacademy.com, and that masterclass is absolutely free. It's an hour long. And during that hour, you're going to see a blueprint, a how-to guide, if you will, for how you can take the genius, the hard-won expertise of life within you and bring it out of you in a way that's a self-expression and in a way that's commercial and monetizable. Because I think both of those are extremely important. This is absolutely free. Make sure that you go there, bring a notebook, take really good notes, and, and create that blueprint for yourself. And secondly, once you've listened to that, if you feel like you got it, run, take action, use these three expert action steps that Joe stated. But if you feel like you need some help, then there's a link on there to jump on a call with myself. And that call is also free. And in that call, basically, we're going to review the blueprint you created with yourself and what it's going to take for you to put it together. So take advantage of those. These are free and it's, the time for you sitting at home right now to not just think about that thing you've always wanted to do, as Joe said, but to actually go out there and do it. Okay. And Joe, thank you so much again for being a guest on our show today. It's been a true pleasure and
0: a true honor to have you here. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Go have an awesome day, you and everybody. God bless you. I will.
1: And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible, iconic guest, the one and only Joe Vitale, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out the show notes for all the websites and URLs, for all the freebies that he gave, as well as for that incredible $2 offer for his newest book, Money, Love, Speed, audio and ebook. You should Absolutely take them up on that for yourself. Share that with dozens and dozens of people in your life. And hey, pick up a hard copy of the book as well so you can can have it in your hands and hold it because I think that's so powerful and so important too. Until next time, goodbye.